Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 15, The Crosses. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and a worm pretending to be dead in a mezcal bottle, twisting and turning in the amber liquid, pensively waiting for you to take just one more. Swig. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Ben. Hey, 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 Lupine. Mm-hmm? Do you remember the way we were? No. Lupine as Rosa. Hey, hey, Brian. Huh? Do you remember the way we will be? Yes. And Matt as Kyle. Or am I? Dramatic pause. Well, welcome, guys. How are you doing tonight? How's how are things going? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. You? How you doing? Beautiful. I've had a, a very lovely day today. We had uh, mostly sun. I actually got out and mowed my lawn for the first time, which is cool. And you know, of course, uh, putting the finishing touches on this uh, particular episode. Are you guys nervous at all? This is the finale. Nah, I'm so used to this. Dying, coming back, dying. Kill me, daddy. Ooh, woo is all I got to say. All right. Well, guys, if you remember, uh, one of my recent recommendos was a podcast called Smart Less with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Now, they've become so popular that they're producing offshoot podcasts. And one of them that they recently launched is called Bad Dates which has weekly famous guests relate their own hilariously nightmarish romantic encounters with other people. What's a truly terrible date you've had in the past? And I'll start us off to break the ice. Now, ladies, let's dish, okay? Spill it, baby. Back in high school, when my hormones were raging beyond all human comprehension, I palled around with a young lady, strictly platonic, until one day I thought it wasn't. And I had recently passed my driver's ed test and my dad gave me the keys to his van, which had a killer eight track sound system complete with the best of John Williams compilation. So I invited my friend on a date one night. Full disclosure, I had no idea what my plan was, except maybe open mouth kissing. And we started off going through the drive through at McDonald's. Then... With the reeking stench of greasy burgers and greasier fries acting as juvenile aphrodisiac, I propose we park behind a nearby elementary school to eat. Again, don't ask me why. Both of us half-heartedly plucked at our dinner, staring straight ahead, making no conversation for what seemed like forever. With each passing second, the dread within me grew. Was I supposed to make some sort of move? What was that move? Why wasn't she talking? Did she think I was like some kind of serial killer all of a sudden? I was completely frozen in panic. Then, drinking our Cokes down to the ice, it was clear that the experiment in terror was over. I took her home, dropped her off, and we never spoke about it again. Very first date I had with a girl, literally one of my first dates, like back when you're, you know, coming out of middle school, just into high school. Uh, we spent all this time, you know, getting to know each other, set it up and everything. And then she just doesn't show up. And instead of telling me herself what was going on, she had her mom make up an excuse and then relay that to my mom. And then my mom had to relay that to me. I went on a date that 
my mother set up for me. Oh, you poor baby. Unique name, Tamara. And uh, the date went great. Uh, We didn't really hit it off romantically, but we did have fun and we probably could have been great friends, except for the line that I delivered at the end of the date when I dropped her off. And I said, I take it I'm not going to see you tomorrow. And uh, that was a fact. I did not. And I never heard from her again. (laughs) When I went out with a guy and we had a nice time and he paid for dinner and everything, we went to a nice Italian restaurant, got home, and a few years later... That he was like, oh yeah, I'm gay. I was like, cool, awesome. I mean, now I have fully embraced my I hate people stance. Listeners, if you would like to drop us a letter from beyond, please visit lovecrafttapes.com. Anytime and fill out our contact form, we accept thoughtful criticism, thirsty praise, and even artificial intelligence that has been fed only the lyrics to all of Weird Al Yankovic's songs and thinks that is real life. It is. That's because you're AI. I is. Damn it. And this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. So thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Did you know that unless you are overexerting yourself during strenuous activity, Your human body only needs about 40 ounces of water per day. That's a science fact. Hello, I'm Dr. Isabella Fjord, Project Manager at HW Life Liquids, a new partnership formed between groundbreaking tech-driven scientists and a worldwide political consortium to explore more ways to conserve precious water across the globe. Our first initiative, easy, stop drinking so much damn water. We like to call it SDSMDW for short. Repeat that to yourself again and again before going to sleep each night, and soon the monitor will stick in your brain, and like magic, you'll eventually drink less water. Now, be warned, there might be a tendency to drink too little water. If that happens, simply remember Start drinking water again, or as we like to say, SDWA. If you've overdone it by drinking too much water, just repeat SDSMDW again until you reach equilibrium. If you're unable to reach equilibrium in 60 days time, please call our hotline immediately so a qualified life liquid doctor can coach you back from the brink before it's too late. You will know it's too late if you begin to suffer from SSS or Sandy Sphincter Syndrome. Don't panic. Flush the sand down the toilet along with any other human waste that your failing body somehow has been able to produce. Then run, don't walk, to the nearest life liquid emergency facility. With over 11 locations worldwide, you should have no problem reaching your destination before the final phase occurs. What is the final phase? Well, just keep repeating SDSMDW or SDWA as necessary, and you'll never have to find out. Herbert West Life Liquids. Remember, if it's not West, 
it's not the wettest. And we're back. If that product and or service were a carpenter and you were a lady, would you marry that product and or service anyway? And would that product and or service have your baby? You saying I'm pregnant? I don't know. If it built a good cradle, I guess, sure. I'll date anything at this point. Yeah, it's a little bit... It moves? Oh, okay. It reacts to what I said? Oh, okay. Depends on how good the wood is, you know. I'm, I'm partial to some harder woods. Um, Some of the softer woods can cause issues later on, so you, you want something that's you know, nice and sturdy. You also got to watch out for splinters. Well, ladies, that practice or service had me at hello, chat. If I had my baby, I'd fight it. It is time, my friends, to play Case 15, Tape 11. The Earth Stars Are Right. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. When adulthood is suddenly thrust upon us, Our previous reality of birthday cakes, Saturday morning TV, and comic book action figures is soon replaced with crushing responsibility, fear of mortality, and the lingering effects of loss. Our young investigators manage to narrowly escape the ranger station, making their way to nearby cabins to warn any residents who might also be in danger. What they find instead are horrors which drive Kyle to the edge of madness. But also enlighten Rosa with a strange incantation she suspects may aid them in their fight against this unknowable threat. As the Fellowship makes its way to the peak of the mountain in order to complete their quests, they are met by an old enemy who blocks their path forward. Ben and Rosa You're standing on the plateau next to Ranger Rickenbacker as Randy Harrington rushes toward the group. His voice is cracked, barely recognizable, but his words drip venom. You owe me, he shrieks, even though you're not exactly sure what he's talking about. You're pretty certain it has something to do with Kyle. Whatever your friend did to incur the wrath of the bully, it sounds like Randy is going to take it out on you. All right, we need to prepare for combat. Oh, no. Give me your dexterities, Ben. 80. Rosa. 50. Uh, Ranger Rickenbacker. I'm just going to put Rick for funsies. Uh, He has a dexterity of 55. And then we have Mr. Randy Harrington with a dexterity of 60. We're going to start off with a Benjamin. After my newfound courage and confidence in myself after going into that cabin alone and making it through the whole place, I'm no longer going to take shit from anybody. I'm stepping up and I'm going to pull out my machete knowing that he is not a person. And I'm going to swing as hard as I can in a downward stroke 
and try to catch him on his chest. And he is going to fight back with a pencil. You want to see a magic trick? John Randy Wick. I'll take her Randy John Wick, thank you. So go ahead and give me your fighting brawl, Ben. I need a 25 and roll the 28. Can I spend the luck on that? Yeah, so you it looks like you can. Let's see how he rolls. Needed a 55, rolled a 45, and succeeded. So if you spend three... It's only two damage, but it's something. Because since you use luck, how did you turn the tide? It wasn't really on purpose. I'm normally a clumsy person. And as I was rushing, I slipped on the wet leaves, which shifted me to the right where his jab was coming from with the pencil towards my cheek. As that slip happened, I came down with the force of the machete, but not in the chest area, on his left arm instead. And so the machete takes a big chunk out of his left arm, and you see blood spurt out, and he shrieks in pain. And he takes two points? Yep. Uh, It is Randy's turn. And of course, since he's right there, he's going to be completely pissed and just say, Ben, how could you? You can't defend that jackass. And he thrusts up towards your groin with the pencil. Good luck. I can't even find it. (laughs) You can dodge. You can fight back. You can maneuver. Try to disarm him. I'm going to dodge because I'm already slipping on those leaves. So I'm going to use that to my advantage and try to slide away. I need a 60. I rolled a 93. What'd you get? I I need a 55, I rolled a 93. We both got 93s. So Randy is a bit too disoriented from the hit. And you can see blood is flowing out of Randy's arm at a fast rate. And, And you're very surprised, Ben, because you had expected that if Randy were not human, you wouldn't see blood. This is red, normal blood. And his pencil just arcs upward toward your groin. And then you step away from it nimbly. Even though you tried to dodge away from it, you slipped in those same leaves and come down on one knee. So the two of you are now almost face to face. He's slightly above you. And Rick is next. Ben, what are you doing? It's it's Randy. God, can't you see his hurt? I thought he was a mushroom. Randy, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. God, Randy, are, are you okay? And then Randy lashes out with... The pencil again takes a swing at Ranger Rick, but clearly the fact that Randy no longer has eyes is messing with his depth perception a little bit. Why? He takes a swipe with the number three pencil at Ranger Rick, who definitely dodges it. He backs up quickly. God, Randy, what are you doing? Naomi, you need to die. Oh, jeez. Rosa, your turn. I saw the red blood... But Ben thought he was a mushroom, and he's trying to swing at Ben and Rick. Leave us alone! Leave Ben and and Ranger Rick and me alone! We're just trying to help! You all need to pay! Pay for what? And then he pulls out from his back pocket a familiar piece of tassel, the missing tassel from your bike. And he begins to wind it between his two hands and gets up. And races toward you. Ah, oh, shit. New round. Ben. He's running past me towards Rosa. I'm going to swing around and backhand with my left arm and try to swing my machete at his Achilles heel. He's going to dodge. I need a 25. I rolled a 27. 
He needed a 30. He rolled an 87 for his dodge. So that's two fails. I'm going to spend my luck to get my hit. And tell me how that works. Because of all the leaves and me trying to scramble to get up from the slipperiness of the wet leaves, as I see him pass by me and I swing the machete to try to get him, the machete actually leaves my hand. And it spins once in the air, and the the rotation is what hits him. So, and that is uh, two points of damage? Yep. And I'm at 68 luck. He falters slightly, just a few feet from Rosa, but quickly recovers. And you can see blood pouring down his arm and also from his calf. He's got a baby cow. (laughs) Randy leaps towards Rosa with his handmade grot and is going to try to choke you. I'm dodging that. He needed 55. He rolled a 51. I failed with 51 over 28. He actually leaps forward and tackles you to the ground and wraps the tassel around your neck and begins to squeeze. And Rosa feels her larynx constrict and takes five points of damage as Ben and Ranger Rick hear something begin to crack in her neck. Ooh, that is over half. 50%, so you got a major wound. Target is prone and makes a con roll to avoid unconsciousness. Yeah, you don't have a great con for sure. (laughs) No, I do not. I failed with an 88 over a 50. Awesome. It is? Uh, Ranger Rick is going to come to the aid uh, now that he understands the situation and is going to he's going to pull out his hunting rifle nice good randy randy i'm i'm warning you i I, i'm just i'm just gonna just a flesh wound just a flesh wound and he fires the gun he did a 35 and he rolled a 79 the bullet embeds in the ground next to Randy, who pays no attention to it whatsoever. So we're going to go back up to round three, and it is Ben's turn. I got to use the only weapon I got left, which is my Swiss Army knife that my dad gave me. I'm fumbling with it, but I pull out the screwdriver. I can't get the knife to come out for some reason. It's too stiff. It's such an old knife. But I get the Phillips screwdriver to come out, and I'm going to rush up and stick that in the back of his neck. Core that mofo. I needed a 25. I rolled an eight. That's a hard success with one damage. You stick the Swiss Army knife in the back of his neck and hear the chunk of the screwdriver sink into his shoulder blade and the knife sticks. It won't pull back out. He immediately turns toward you, leaving Rosa to slump on the ground. Get up, you slump. You're gonna pay. Um, how much do I have? Uh... So he will be attacking you with a pencil. I've got bazooka gum. I'll give it to you. What are you going to do? I'm going to dodge. I'm angry at this point, so my fear has gone. He's hurting Rosa, and that's not acceptable. He needed a 55 and rolled a 79. That is a failure. So he lunges at you with the pencil and flops onto the ground. It is now Rick's turn. Randy, I'm so sorry, man. And he pulls the trigger. Rosa wakes up just enough to say, shoot the fucker. (gasps) Holy Holy crap. Ranger Rickenbacker aims carefully down the sights. And at the same moment, Randy looks up. Ranger Rickenbacker says, 
Smile, you son of a... And pulls the trigger. <laughs> Say it in his voice, though, Jeremy, please. please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> please. Smile, you son of a... <laughs> yes. And puts a bullet directly into one of Randy's eye sockets. Did we say that you got a critical? Yes, I needed a 35. I rolled a one. That's a critical with eight damage. And Randy's body flops to the ground, not dead, still convulsing, but clearly unconscious at this point. He's got to be a hybrid. Ranger Rickenbacker draws a trembling breath and throws the gun to the ground as if it were a live snake. It was the only thing I could think to do but it's randy harrington we i know his dad i've known him my whole life ranger rick you've got to check on rosa she's not breathing oh okay okay but uh uh remember our training uh then uh just uh see if you can uh, staunch the flow i mean maybe we can still save him i don't want to touch him he tried to kill me twice he's gonna die without help it's the right thing to do. I don't think he's human. Something's wrong with him. We have to help him. He's sick. I'll help Rosa. You help Randy. Fine. I'll go. I'll go help him. You're a good boy, Ben. This is what we do. I'm picking up my machete as I walk back over to Randy, and I'm going to kneel by him with my machete ready. Ranger Rickenbacker moves swiftly to Rosa, checks her pulse, revives her. She's coming groggily, too. <clears throat> Are you okay? Rosa, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Ranger Rick! It's okay, it's okay. As soon as I recognize him, I throw my arms around his neck and start crying. Oh, it, it's, I, oh, oh, it's okay. It's gonna be okay. And start choking him. <laughs> yes, I have the grot. Oh, shit. <laughs> the dangers pass. It's, it's, it's gonna be okay. Are you okay? Can you breathe okay? I can't talk so good. Have some water. <laughs> ben, how are you doing over there? So you've been tasked with actually saving him, so give me a first aid roll. I needed a 50. I rolled a 67. Your perception is that Randy has been overtaken entirely by the same fungal rash that had plagued Rosa. And so you're not sure exactly where to patch Randy up. And despite your best efforts... The red blood continues to seep from the wounds. I see the same rash that Rosa had, but his almost entire body is covered in it. It almost looks like it's pulsating. You can't even see the skin, and it's almost like a hot red color. But you can tell that as the body lifts with the breath, that it surges through the skin or the redness. It's almost like a wave going through the body, coming out from the center of the core of his body, maybe maybe the heart area. And his breathing becomes more and more labored. How are you coming back there, Ben? I don't know what to do. I, I tried everything that I know, and I can't... He's still breathing, but he's covered in all of the rash. I don't I don't know what to do. Rash? Uh, well, let, let me take a look. Rancher Rickenbacker hands the canteen to Rosa, and then rushes over to Ben's side. I'm going to stop him. What, Rosa? Don't touch the rash, Ranger Rick. Please, don't touch the rash. I won't. I mean, if you have to look at him, look at him, but... But don't, don't touch it. Drink more water. I'll be right back, I promise, okay? He rushes over toward Ben and Randy, settles on one knee next to Ben, and pats his back. 
I, I know, uh, Ben, you, you tried your best. What were you saying about a rash? His whole body is covered by that rash that, that Rosa had. What caused it was the mushrooms for Rosa. Maybe that's what damaged his eyes. He has no eyes. Ben, what rash are you talking about? I don't see a rash here. All I see is where you, you struck him and, and, of course, my bullet. Oh, God. Ben, are you okay? Nope, I'm not okay. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to reach out my hand. Take it easy, Ben. Uh, drink some water yourself, okay? And I think you'll be okay. You got to get your own canteen, though, because can't share our cooties. Yeah, you don't want to drink from hers. It's it's cootie girls. Girls are cooties. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it like over your head if you like. Ugh. Yeah, well, I'll waterfall it. It's an old school kid trick when we don't want to share cooties. The three of you rest for a few moments. Rosa, you're starting to feel a little bit better. Obviously. You're still a little woozy from the strangulation, and your neck is quite sore. Ben, you're starting to doubt your senses a little bit, because even though Randy was bleeding red blood, you could have sworn that there was that same fungal infection all over his body. But when Ranger Rickenbacker squatted next to you, not on you. Ranger Rickenbacker definitely teabagged you. It was almost like a spell broke. And you were suddenly able to see, and probably didn't want to see, Randy as a normal person, a young boy. You're questioning the nature of reality. And because you have dabbled in illusion and magic, you're wondering if that hasn't also rubbed off on you. Well, that bum rubbed off on me once, but... You're very thankful to be in the company of Rosa right now, who you know to be a supportive and caring friend, and you wonder where the fuck Kyle is. <laughs> yeah. I'm very disturbed, though, that I just hurt a regular kid. Even though he was being violent towards us, I'm beside myself for what I did. Uh, ben and Rosa, I, I don't think there's much to be done for him. I, I'm sorry. Uh, Ranger Rick, why was he doing that? I don't know exactly. Uh, he became violent. Uh, we, we, I, you saw, I, I had to shoot him. I know, he took most of Rosa's hit points. And hit points, as we know, is the, <laughs> the best part of the body. <laughs> hit points are definitely not arbitrary. They're definitely a physical, <laughs> anatomical thing. Hit points are not arbitrary. They, sh they shouldn't be ignored. Herbs, herbs can replenish you. This makes me very sad, of course, but, you know, we did come here for... A specific reason, then I guess maybe we should take care of that before anything else happens. Yeah, I think we need to do this as quickly as possible. Let's go. Should we continue up the hill? Yeah. No, no, you're you're here. Oh, we're here. We are here. We are here. <laughs> you have reached the source of the water. Whip my backpack around and start to pull out the powder. Whip your backpack back and forth. I whip my backpack back and forth. I whip my backpack back and forth. Ben reaches into his backpack and brings out the 10-pound bag of myconazole. And I snort it all. <laughs> Dump it into the water. So Rosa empties her bag of myconazole into the collected pool. I'm going to walk up with mine. And open it up and dump it in. It also swirls into the eddies and begins to go over the lip into the distribution of streams. I look over my shoulder and go, that's so satisfying. Ben, be careful. Don't cross the streams. Oh, you have to go talk to a doctor if it lasts more than four hours. And then something wet noisily slaps the rock at the edge of the cliff. 
As one, you turn toward the unexpected noise, fearing to see yet another unwanted intruder set to stop your mission. Dread turns to relief, though, as you see Kyle hoist himself onto the plateau, smiling with roguish charm. He whips his head back, long hair feathering in the breeze, a stray lock falling over one eye as he says, Don't worry, guys. I'm like, totally. Just, just give me a... Well, Do you want my inhaler? I just, I might... Just, I'm like totally here to save you guys. Don't worry. Where are they? Where were you, Kyle? What happened to you? So I went over to the the cars to to check them out, like I was told to, and uh, I you know I busted the window out because you know the, it was locked. You know you, you bust the opened it from the inside. Uh, kind of took a scoochie into the driver's seat, only to realize that there was like a there was something there. I don't totally remember what it was, but it was, you know, it was something. And and then I was just like, you know, like gone with the wind. Glad you're okay, Kyle. So what are we killing? Are you okay? Oh, my God. Uh, Let me take this. And he takes your backpack off of you and opens it up and brings out the Myconazole. We we were just uh, actually taking care of business here. And he dumps it into the pool. Kyle, please, please don't look over there, okay? Uh, your old friend, Randy, he's no longer with us. Yeah, I know. I, I got rid of him, like, way back when, man. See, there was this rock that was out of the ground, and I, I dared him to touch it. And so he kind of went up, and he and he touched it, and then there was, like, this weird, shh, and then it kind of smelled funky, and then he just kind of, like, whoomp onto the ground, and then the mushrooms were all like, ah, and then he was gone. Why Why would he touch it, though? I, oh, I, I told him I'd give him a dollar if he touched it. <laughs> you said you'd give him a, a dollar? Yeah, I totally told him I'd give him a dollar. See, the thing is, I don't actually have a dollar, so, you know. So that that's why he said we were going to pay? And you didn't have like a, like a dollar you could give him? I mean... He said y- you owe me. Well, yeah, I kind of told him I'd give him a dollar. So all we had to do was give him a dollar? Yeah, yeah, no, you, you would have just given him the dollar. Oh. He might have just like fucked off, you know? God. Ranger Rick, it wasn't your fault. He also tried to hurt me first, without even waiting to see if I had a dollar. A dollar? I mean, does anybody have a dollar? And then he tried to stab us, and he choked Rosa. For a dollar, would that a normal person do that? I mean, it's Randy, so... Ranger Rickenbacker slowly reaches into his pocket and pulls out a dollar bill and just looks at it. You gonna use that for anything, or can, can I, like, have... Oh, God, I should have just PayPal'd him. Oh, no, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Venmo. No, that doesn't exist. If we had, like, these little plastic things that we could use to pay for them. Now you're just being silly, Rosa. Yeah, I know. Sorry. You tried, though, and that's what's important here. That's never going to work. I, I guess maybe we should head back. I'm going to grab my backpack back and dig through it for the bag of snacks. And I'm just going to open it up and sit there, start eating. Let's go back to town, I guess. That's a nice view. We can hang out here for a while if you want. I don't mind. I I do need a little break, Rosa. Is that okay if we sit for a minute? Yeah, that's uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Anyone want some jerky? I got some jerky. I'm going to walk over near Ranger Rick and kind of sit down next to him. Sir? Yes, Ben? I want to thank you... You're the only, one of the only adults that believed us. And I really want to thank you for 
supporting us and helping us. You're, you're quite welcome, Ben. Um, I didn't know exactly what was going on here. Uh, you know, Alden just told me to help you kids get up so we could poison the mushrooms. To help us get it up? Bow chicka bow wow. Rosa? <laughs> well, I just want to let you know that what you did was really nice and really cool. And I think I'm going to be a, a ranger, too, someday. Oh, well, we, we'd be proud to have you, Ben. Uh, you know, there is some training. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, you must adhere to the ranger principles. And we, we're always on the lookout to help people. That's our credo. I think that's the biggest lesson I learned today. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Oh, uh, one more thing, uh, Ranger Rickenbacker, about going back. You know, I might have accidentally burned down your ranger station on the way out. You know, they were coming through the windows and I panicked and I had a flamethrower thing. So I don't know how much of it is left. We've got the whole summer, right? We could help you rebuild it. Oh, well, I'd, I'd appreciate that. We've got rock pumps and everything. Rock pumps? Well, <laughs> that would actually make a very interesting t-shirt. I've... If we only knew an artist that was extremely talented. Anyway, in the meantime, we can help you rebuild the ranger station. And maybe you could teach me a little bit about being a ranger as we do it this summer. Absolutely. But I think in the meantime, gang, we should all jump in the air. Freeze frame. I think we need to move along. Let's make our way down. Who's with me? And my axe. And I hold up my axe. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, she's got an axe. Walk up to Ben. You want some trail mix? I I didn't eat all of it yet. There's still some left. I really want a hamburger. Food sounds nice. Back at the diner, uh, they they make a mean burger. So uh, on me, I guess. Okay. All right. I don't say no to free food, man. I'm just going to get in my barrel and go over the edge of the waterfall. (laughs) As you make your way back toward Las Cruces, weary... Yet keeping a wary eye on the surrounding forest, you're heartened to see the myconazole is having the desired effect. All along the stream bank, the crimson toadstools are withering, as if rotting from the inside out. But will the powder be strong enough once it reaches the root of this evil to quench the infestation entirely? As if summoned, A hideously deformed yet familiar bulk crashes through a copse of smaller trees on your right. I didn't say class. Burbles Jennifer Olmos. Her once sweet and caring visage is now a naked, bloated golem figurehead at the prow of an enormous fleshy mass of intertwined limbs, gasping mouths, and madly rolling eyeballs. The monstrosity stampedes dangerously closer at an unnatural speed, toppling trees in its path. Whoa, what happened to her? Like, anyone else seeing that, or is that just like me? Just try telling her you got a dollar. We're going to start at the top of the round with Ben. What's your plan of action here? Stay back. I've got this. And I'm going to swing my machete the same way I did when I first attacked Randy, but with a little more confidence now in a tighter grip, because I know I can't let go of this machete because I will die if I do. I needed a 25. I rolled a 17. That's a success. And the almost thing is going to fight back. A tentacle bursts from her midsection. This fleshy mass. And 
You need a 25 roll to 51, so you win this round. As the tentacle comes at me, I actually lean to the right. As the tentacle shoots past, I chop up. You did make a nice chunk out of it. Your machete only went about halfway through. It's pretty dull. So uh, Rick is going to whip out his hatchet. So uh, the almost thing is actually going to try to dodge. Uh, Ranger Rick needed a 40, rolled a five. That's an extreme success for three points of damage. The almost thing is going to attempt a dodge. Needed 18, rolled an 80, so was unable to dodge the hatchet blow. So now, Rosa, it is your turn. There's like a tentacle on the ground, and so I'm going to swing down and just try to pin one of them uh, with my ice axe. Cool. Go ahead and roll. That's a hard success. I rolled an 11 under 25. The rest of you see Rosa raise the ice axe and wrenches it down as hard as she can, pinning the tentacle to the ground, but also the force of the blow disconnects it from the rest of the body. So the tentacle continues to writhe, and we are on to Kyle. Look over, set my trail mix bag down on a stump. Dust my hands off. <clears throat> no, no worries, guys. I got this. I'm going to swing the brush torch around, line it up. This is about to get real hot for teacher in here. And then I'm going to hit her with <laughs> the brush torch. Van Halen's off in the bushes. Wait, wait. I like it. I like it. That's right. That's that's where Van Halen stole it. Jennifer almost has got it bad. Got it bad. Got it bad. <laughs> I forgot my pencil, Randy. Go ahead and roll. Uh, I needed a 25. I rolled a 24. That is a success. All right. It's going to try to dodge. It needed an 18, roll a 7. That is a hard success. Actually, rolls forward and jostles your aim, hitting the tip of your flame so that when you pull the trigger, the flame doesn't actually come out of the barrel. It just makes sort of a singeing spot on the massive fleshy bulk of the creature. Just the tip? The flame is forced back down the barrel and it stalls. So you can hear it just a little bit of a puff a vibration in the brush torch. Kylo's damn it, McCready. It's going to be basically jammed. So it is now almost things turn. And it's going to rear forward Jennifer Olmos's mouth elongates as it descends towards Ben's head. Ben, what are you going to do? I'm going to dodge out the way. Uh, I didn't dodge. Yeah, but she didn't hit you, so... And it's clear she wants to take a big bite of your cranium. You try to dodge out of the way. Instead, you fall forward into the bulk of her flesh. But because it's so elastic, you bounce back off of it. And you fall flat on your back. She's rubbing your glue. And then, without warning, a crack appears in the ground just behind the almost thing. The deafening sound of splitting rock and roots pulled apart, causing you to clap your hands over your ears. The rift widens like a lightning bolt drawn upon the earth, arcing directly toward the creature. The forest floor opens behind the beast and its gelatinous mass topples backwards. Though you expect to hear the shriek of outrage or surprise, the barely recognizable face of your teacher bears 
no expression as it disappears into the dark, yawning chasm below. And I look down and say, Long live the king. Ranger Rick says, For Sparta! (laughs) (laughs) He tries to do the kick, but his pants rip. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, uh, you can't see my bum. Can you see my bum? Gonna take a step towards the chasm. Oh, come on. I wasn't done with you yet. Get back up here and fight me like a man. And I'm just gonna chuck the torch down the chasm after it. Chuck, no! Now, this is California. And you are Californians. So it takes a few seconds to even register the slight vibration beneath your feet. By the time you do recognize the sensation, the intensity has grown so much your knees can feel it. Earthquake. All around you now, The forest sways as if infused with a holy spirit testifying to forgotten gods. Lord and Begora, you think you hear them whisper? From where you came, the mountain rumbles as it reluctantly sheds rocks and boulders down the cliff face, massive stones rolling down the slope. Rolling stones? Huh. That'd make a good name for a band someday. This is gold, says Mick Jagger in the bushes. <laughs> you begin to run now, veering towards Rose's farm, hoping to outdistance the avalanche. But before you can reach the road, a sonorous cracking sound, the same noise that disturbed your slumber Saturday night almost visibly disturbs the air emanating from the hot springs. As you watch, a column of sulfurous yellow smoke billows into the air where the stone obelisk had squatted amid a contingent of mushrooms not far from the soothing natural pools. You sprint another hundred yards and emerge onto the road, even as you realize the quake has ceased entirely. Dead stop in my tracks for a second, go wide-eyed and pale sheet white, walk up to you, Ben. I don't have a whole lot of time left, okay? What are you talking about? But I want you to do something for me. Kyle, what's wrong? My mom is still out there somewhere, okay? Yeah, let's go find her. I wish I could, but I'm running out of time. What do you mean? You need to find her. Oh, and you also need to... Before your eyes, Kyle, or rather, the clone of Kyle, begins to disassemble. Its unblinking gaze seems to convey a depth of emotion and sadness that you hope it doesn't truly possess before its skin splits, revealing insides that are gray and black and already dripping with rot. Flesh puckers and erupts with a thousand sores, the weeping holes vainly attempting to jettison jaundiced spores which merely ooze onto the ground with moist plops. The Kyle thing 
tries to take a step forward. But that simple act of placing a foot on the ground seems to undo it altogether. Your companion devolves into a formless puddle at your feet. Quickly scoop him up and... (laughs) Mushroom soup! In 30 years, erase my internet browser history. Without control, like I've literally lost everything within me to hold my composure, I'm going to drop to my knees and eyes wide... Tears are going to stream down my face, and I cannot control my my sobs. I'm just frozen, clutching my ice axe to my chest, eyes wide, face pale. And as you both deal with this loss in your own way, Ranger Rickenbacker allows you the time before carefully, gently bringing you to your feet and pointing you in the direction of Rosa's farm. And the walk to Rosa's farm is a short but somber one. In the distance, back in town, you can hear sirens You wonder how many other residents have experienced what you did today. You also wonder how many residents are actually left at all. But, for now, you seem safe. The sun briefly shines through the clouds which hang over the mountains to the west, but is quickly extinguished again, casting the landscape in gloom. Yet. The farmhouse is lit from within, a beacon, a refuge from shadow. As you slowly make your way toward the front stoop, there is music and laughter and the promise of an end to the horror that began only days ago. With luck, Time and tears will wipe the slate clean so you can forge a new path forward. It's the only way, of course, because now you can never go back to who you were. Just a kid looking forward to a full summer vacation full of possibility and adventure. No, the person you were just last week is dead and buried in a patch of blasted earth somewhere below the hot springs in Las Cruces, California. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I lost my best friend, man. I just like it to be known that I now hold the Lovecraft tapes any percent world record speedrun. Less than one case to get a, make a character and kill a character. So now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please start us off. I have been playing a game called Raven's Watch. 
It's early access. I would like it to be not early access. I would like it to get to the point where it's not early access. It's a roguelite. You are a character and you run around for a set amount of time and you can fight different enemies. There are enemies just randomly generated around the world. You can like open chests and you can find like special items that give you buffs. You periodically uh, level up based on how many enemies you've killed and you can get different perks based on the character you are. So at the end of five days, the big bad comes and pulls you right into the battle. You have to fight this giant tentacle monster, which I love because Cthulhu. But another conceit of the game is that the characters that you're playing are from fairy tales, mythology, and legends from all over the world. So like, for instance, my favorite character to play is called Scarlet, and it's Little Red Riding Hood. She's a werewolf. So during the day, she has a human form, and she has a certain array of attacks. And then during the nighttime, she is a wolf and has a certain array of attacks based on that. Some other characters are like the Ice Queen you start with. I've gotten past the first hurdle because I've beaten the boss at least once, and you get like Aladdin, and then I, I think you get uh, Melusine. It's just fun. And so uh, that's Raven's Watch. Thank you for that, Lupine. And uh, I'm going to go next. And tonight, guys, I want to tell you that, you know, I, I review a lot of movies and I recommend a lot of horror movies because I love horror movies so much. But you know what? Short films don't get as much love, do they? They're amazing because they're less of a time investment, which people are always bitching about. Um, they allow filmmakers to explore different moods and tones or take a simple idea and make it just like a one-two punch. Uh, very effective. Um, there's also an opportunity to engage in experimental pacing and cinematography, do something crazy with the camera. They're also able to investigate more daring subject matter, maybe something that you could not possibly sell to a distributor. Edgier. Short films can be a calling card for new filmmakers who are trying to bust into the business. So you're going to find some fresh new talent that way. Now, it's it's important to recognize that short films aren't exactly the same thing as like anthology films because those usually ad adhere to a theme. So I'm much more interested in short films that exist unto themselves and uh, try to carve a niche into the filmic world. Now, if you're looking for short films, any film festival worth its salt is going to have a shorts program. That includes my favorite Fantastic Fest, which is known for all the stuff I love, horror, strange crap, hilarious stuff. So you can go to uh, Draft House's portal and get those short films anytime and rent them if you want to. Um, now, some memorable shorts that I've seen recently include Possibly in Michigan, which is super creepy, but it's also super funny and also a kind of musical. The Blood of Dinosaurs is a lot of fun. From Dot Beyond, if you're looking for an H.P. Lovecraft-themed short tale that ventures beyond what you can find. It's not a direct telling of that particular thing, but experiments with style that I think people would really like. So that's it. Uh, my recommendo is just simply seek out short films. Do yourself a favor because you can go online and find them free anywhere. Um, I use Letterboxd, too, to sort of find unique ones that I, that I would like. Also, Shudder has quite a few. I, I love short films so much. So that's my recommendo. And Brian, you're up next. Nice. Um, I'm going to go off of my normal, which are like products and stuff like that. I'm going to recommend new friends. I feel over this scenario that I have really bonded with Lupine and consider Lupine a, a good friend. 
And I'm really excited to expand my friend group because like Jeremy, I actually am excited to maybe get together soon, like all of us to meet each other in person and to hang out and do some fun stuff. So thank you for coming into the podcast for one. And thank you for being involved and being my friend. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Brian. That's really nice to hear. That's my recommendo. Go out and make friends. But Malupine's mine. Back <laughs> off. <laughs> and Matt, why don't you uh, close us out here? Uh, so today I'm going to go ahead and recommendo a game called Plate Up. Plate Up is a, a wacky restaurant simulator. You play co-op with your friends. Well, you can. You can play single player, but it's a lot more fun with other people. Basically, at the beginning, you pick what kind of dish you want to serve, whether that be uh, steaks or turkey or dumplings or salads or burgers. And then you pick the layout of your restaurant and then you drop in. And from there, you're on your own. You have to place your appliances in your kitchen however you want because someone's going to be cooking. And then you have to arrange your dining room how you want because somebody's going to be running plates. And chances are, if you have more than two, someone in there is going to be washing dishes as well and it just turns into this really chaotic really fun game of oh my gosh what fire do we put out first whether it's uh making sure you clear tables quick enough because if customers wait long too long outside you lose uh making sure you serve all your tables promptly because if people wait too long you lose uh making sure you have the orders together because if you serve one person and then don't immediately serve the other person you you lose so it's this really crazy balance between the people out front who are you know running plates and taking orders and relaying what food needs to be cooked to the people in the kitchen who are then prepping and cooking and as the days go on it adds different modifiers like adding other dishes or adding add-ons to your dishes or you can also get things like you get you know 10 percent less people but you can't see what their order was anymore unless you're right next to them so it adds this really cool layer of replayability um you get to theme your restaurant to however you want so do you want a like a classy restaurant do you want something more upscale or you're looking for something that's a little more country and down home and those give you different benefits to your restaurant such as uh, people being more patient when they need to get in outside or people making less of a mess when they eat with you things escalate and it gets more and more it just gets even more entertaining it's a lot of fun and it's a, a constant game of like i said trying to put out fires and you know how do you survive the next wave of customers do you put down more tables do you add another stove so you can cook more food uh do you buy an additional set of plates because you're running out and your dishwasher can't handle washing you know four plates it's a lot of fun uh, i play regularly or semi-regularly with some of the the patrons on the discord and we always have a laugh uh, so if you're looking for something that's a little chaotic uh something that's a lot of fun with friends and it's all over a, a good time uh go go play plate up bonus points the uh the restaurant names that are auto-generated for your restaurants are absolutely freaking hilarious for a long-running uh, restaurant that served nothing but salad with atulia and shiru and the name of our restaurant was salad tossers all right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, visit lovecrafttapes.com for up-to-date information about our podcast and subscribe to our live streams at twitch.tv slash lovecrafttapes or youtube.com slash lovecrafttapes. You can chat with me in real time at discord.lovecrafttapes.com. Uh, and if you're excited to see what I do with my next character, you can uh, hit me up on Mastodon at The Real Weird Kid, and you might get a little hint at something you might not. Depends on how I'm feeling, you know? And I have been your friendly neighborhood, Rosa. 
I'm Lupin. You can uh, check out my Linktree at Linktree slash Lupin Vendetta, all one word. And uh, we can talk about tassels. If any of you would like to audition to be my new friend, at 11.11 p.m. each night, lift your bedroom window, tip your head out past the screen, yell, Ryan. And if I show up the next day, we're good. Beware, you do have to feed him and clothe him and bathe him. Until next time, roll for a dollar? Don't give him a dollar. He'll just ask for more. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2023. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.